Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! insurance because it looks like I'm not going to get my health in it. So I've been trying to put together a plan on how to do it by casting a short, but I didn't realize how much payroll tax is going to be. SAG's a motherfucker, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And I can see all your complaints about him. Um, I loved uh, Did you obviously you, you saw the thing with Trump. He quit SAG today. Because he didn't want more people like ruling on him uh getting kicked out of something uh something i'm not gonna talk say a lot out here but um i i kind of agree with him yeah because i'm like what 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 does sag have to do with any of this like you know yeah like you're just you're just doing it do the uh, apprentice again well sounds like apprentice was ever a sag show you know what i mean it's like uh, i guess i guess when they well, it was an after show because all reality television is after us. But, you know, I know they've combined it. But at the time that it was on, there were still separate contracts for SAG and Astra. So, um, anyway, um, who fucking cares? And, and you know what? I'm going to tell you this. His letter to them, he had a lot of good points about some how, Oh, the letter was like, uh, it was like very detailed. First of all, he went into all the movies that he starred in and how he brought audiences to movies like Home Alone 2 and Zoolander. And it was pretty funny. It's like, it was like, what's that? And they edited him out of Home Alone 2? Oh, I don't know. But it was like, it was like, it was like Josh's victory, um, like cheering after the fucking challenge last night when after he won the challenge and he beat a guy who couldn't solve a puzzle and he started screaming like he just won the Super Bowl. That's like that's kind of like Trump bragging on his uh, movie. But but anyway, the second half of his letter, he's like, I'm gonna give the guy some credit. He's like, look, your union sucks, and you don't like everybody in your union says you don't look out for them, and then you screwed over a bunch of people in the last year. So I don't even want to be a part of your stupid union. And I was like, all right, I get behind that. I, I agree with a lot of those sentiments. Trump won SAG zero. <laughs> He's finally got a W. Um, but anyway, as I was saying, so I'm trying to get this, my health insurance thing squared away. I was like, oh, I could do this. And then I realized that Biden's president. So getting health insurance is going to be a hell of a lot easier. True. That is you know, true. I went on the covered California site and I was like, I got options. <laughs> uh, oh man. So that's good. Um, so that, today, today we're going to talk about uh, a couple of movies. Yeah. Stalker. Um, big spoiler. Uh, you know, we're going to talk about the Golden Globes that came out. And then uh, we're going to talk about Super Bowl bets. Um, we could probably keep it light on Super Bowl bets and then come back and say what we actually did. Yeah, because we're gonna sit here all day and fucking tell everything that we like. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll bring up a couple I think that are kind of cool, even if we're not gonna do them, and then some 
you know, lean on some things that I'm leaning towards. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I won't. Here's my list of Super Bowl bets right now. Oh, shit. That's a lot. Yeah, so I'll try to edit as best I can. And I'm not even done. I don't, that doesn't mean I want to do all those. They're just points of interest. Uh, I had two notes. Hey, what's your notes? Have you been watching um, Pretend It's a City? No, I haven't been. I, I wish I could say I was watching anything. Uh, this is the Fran Lebowitz and, and Scorsese. Oh, yeah. A friend of mine said that was really good. It is. I mean, she, you know, she's an acquired so, taste. She, they, so, Scorsese did a documentary about her. I saw that. And it's not this, because this is like a seven-part documentary on her by him. They're, I'm, it's all like, half out. I'm very confused on, like, why they would do this show. They did a... They did a documentary that told all about her life. And then now they have a seven part TV show. I don't know. I was confused. It's great though. I like love her. I don't, I mean, I'm sure she's an acquired taste, you know, and having lived a lot, you know, a a chunk of my life in New York certainly helps because of all of her, everything she's got to say. But I love it. And then I also loved, I wanted to bring this up. I loved the, parody they did of it on Saturday Night Live on Saturday. Have you been watching Saturday Night Live? Yeah, it was really bad this week. Oh, oh I disagree. Oh, no. I, I thought Supermarket Sweep was pretty good. Yeah, I there was a bunch of things I thought were really funny this week. I don't know. I'm looking forward to Dan Le- Dan Levy this weekend. Okay, I, I okay. I thought I thought the opening was awesome. I love that their openings. I love that they've gotten rid of the celebrities and they start their shit now with like like that sketch like is this still a thing the you know stock market was overrun by the Reddit. whole freaking satellite was all about GameStop well maybe that's why I liked it uh, so I guess I should give you yeah. an update on yeah I got out I got I guess I should give you an update Crash. it was um it was a, it was a little bit of a lesson let's just say that uh, my spirits my spirits are much different this week than they were last week. It was, it was a fun. It was well, a, it, the guy, whoever's like, I don't know, whoever's behind the whole thing was like, don't. He's like, he went on like social media or something and said, don't fucking sell because everybody's selling now. Well, no, no, no. He says it. His name is Deep. His name is DFV, Deep Fucking Value. And Deep Fucking Value has been running this thing. For like six years, and he's like, but he, the thing I didn't realize, so he would, at the end of every day, deep fucking value, you'd search him out on Reddit, and he would post a picture of his account to show you that he was still all in. What I didn't know was that he'd already cashed out 13 million before this. So, so it wasn't like, it wasn't like, because I was like, you did. What's that? Did what you did last yeah, yeah. Week. Well, thank God I did. Oh, man, I'm not going to keep it. And then all of a sudden you're like, I sold some. <laughs> well, here's what, there's two things that tripped me up. One, and this is why, you know, this is why you're never smarter. Even though it's still a cool thing. It's still glad as far as it. Wish it didn't, like, go as far as I did. But one of the things is um, I was... I was, it was so volatile that I was buying low and selling high over and over. And then I got an alert on my account. It was like, if you do, day trader, like, yeah. then you're a day trader and you need to have a certain amount of money. Now I had that amount of money in my account, but if God forbid it went under, then I'd have been suspended for 90 days and uh, I didn't want that. So it really scared me off. And um, so that, that hurt. And then... Um, the second part was, I mean, everyone who's been following it, what came, what happened with Robin Hood just really fucked everybody. And it's incredible that it happened the way that it did. You know, like just a short version, Robin Hood, as soon after, I think it was the day after we did our podcast, Robin Hood put a halt on trading, on selling anymore and, or on buying anymore. So like half the people that were all the people that were doing this couldn't didn't have access to buy it and it froze everything enough so that it went down the hedge funds that were involved with Robin Hood because Robin Hood basically makes all their money off of selling your information to a hedge fund so when they did that 
um, it got the hedge funds out and this thing just started to trickle down after. And um, as it ascended or descended, I just started selling off every day a little bit, you know, a little bit. I didn't get out where I wanted to get out. I still lost it, you know. Uh, right. You know, but but I, it could have been a lot worse. Um, and then the SEC announced last night that they were going to um, investigate the Reddit group. They're not investigating anyone else. And then it was like, anything that's left, I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> and even, even deep fucking value is like, I'm not posting this anymore. And I was like, and that's why today you see it just yeah. like, and so of course the scumbag that I am, I sold all that I, you know, I finally it? sold. Huh? It was in the fifties when I last, I looked. Yeah. At yeah. It. Yeah. I think, I think it might even dip below 50 now. Um, my average that I get, well, I got out around a hundred, basically my, on my average. So still a loss, but right now it's, it's a 49. Yeah. Well, after hours, it's 49. But the thing is, is, um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Um, wait, um, uh, shit. I forgot what I was just going to say, but anyway, um, yeah. So it's all fucked. Yeah. It was, it was fun. It was fun for a little bit. Then it got, then it became, dude, I haven't slept more than five hours. You know, like I, I wake up at five 30 in the morning and I'm doing this all day. And I was like, I just had to get out of it. Oh, here's why I'm a scumbag. Because as soon as I cashed out today, I immediately like on my last bit, uh, I immediately turned and started trying to short it because I am, I have a problem, uh, but it wouldn't let me cause you're not allowed to short this anymore. Because everybody, because it, it's so overshorted, because everybody knew this was coming, so so many people are going to make money off of this. Uh, big people, the people that you who usually make money are going to make a ton of money off of this, and everybody that bought it is going to get shellacked, just like they said it would. Yeah. Um, All right. Anyway, what that, that, that's what saying I was Saturday Live. I was just I was wondering what your thought, not just this week, but in general, uh, hasn't been good. Well, it's never great, but I think it's been pretty good. Um, Who is the musical guest this week? And Machine Gun Kelly. He's pretty good. Yeah, he was. He wasn't bad. I know you don't like that stuff, but he was pretty good. Um, it's not that I don't like the stuff. I don't like that. Well, you liked old Machine Gun Kelly. You yeah. don't like new. You like rap Machine Gun Kelly. You don't like rock yeah. Machine Gun Kelly. I like the rap devil, Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, all right, so um, two movies. We're going to talk about uh, Sound of Metal and News of the World. All right, let's do those first because we'll do those quick. We'll do News of the World first since you saw the whole thing on that one. Uh, what uh, did you think of News of the World? So News of the World is a Western starring Tom Hanks. And um, uh, it's basically about a guy that travels across the west oh, across texas uh bringing each town he reads the newspapers you know the world the 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 nation's various newspapers to let everybody know the news and i thought that is one of the coolest setups for that's, a fuck. that's exactly what i was gonna say it's like it's something that i was like well i guess yes yeah, someone probably did that right and i uh, thought i thought it was good. i thought yeah um, I I fucking love this movie. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I loved it. I like, thought it was just great. And I had an argument with a friend about it who didn't love it. Um, we we he we both saw this and we saw Land, which is the Robin Wright movie. Um, that was at Sundance, and they're both similar because they're both slow burns of, of their own, you know. And Land, I, I had some more problems with Land, but I loved this, and he had he was the other way around because this has a little, it's a little more uh, movie formulaic. This is a little more like, than that is, you know, that's, you know, long and drawn. I mean, it's not a long movie, but it's like more of a steady long drawn out. This, you know, gets all wrapped up tight and all that stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I liked about it. I miss movies having that because, you know, right now we're only seeing like, you know, independent films, so they could they could go anywhere. So it was nice seeing something with with your basic Hollywood 
three act structure. Yeah. And so, um, but that's not the only thing. I mean, I think first of all, Tom Hanks is always awesome. So he's good. Um, I know the kid got a bunch of uh, award nominations. I, I thought you she, know. she had to do a lot of nonverbal. That's true. Emotional like things. Yeah, uh, she was really good. She was definitely really good. I just don't know why he doesn't get nominated because I thought he was. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, there's not many other people who are like for that. Good. I thought it was an okay movie. Uh, That's okay. That's what I figured. Um, as I said, I thought the girl was really good. I liked a lot of the. Uh, I liked the premise, and I liked um, how you. I like westerns. Obviously, I'm a big westerns fan. Um, and, uh, I just like the journey between them two and like the simple story. Um, you like the journey between them two? I did. I like the journey between them. Fit like them two. Them actually doing the journey and them actually like, like when he showed up to the, the, uh, the farm and she was like chained up. Yeah. We uh, want to talk about when and where that all happens, but yeah. I was just like, oh. Yeah. Uh, it was just a, it was a touching story, you know, and they didn't reveal a lot about his wife until it was just really well told. It was a to- very nice. Yeah. Movie. It's a really good, I thought it was a really good movie. I was very, I was like. I think it's a slow build is like, kind of like, yeah, it, it's kind of what it is. Some yeah, people totally. kind of structure, some people don't, but I, I enjoyed it. I just didn't think it was great. I thought it was great, uh, but I think it was just great because nothing else is great right now. So, um, but I, thought, I mean, I, I highly recommend it. And uh, and green grass, right? We talked about this. Green grass using um, a tripod for once. <laughs> Steady camera. Steady. Look cam- at that guy. Hey, it's okay, right? We don't all have to be handheld in the middle of place. Very good cinematography, obviously. Yeah. Uh, if you're making a Western and you don't have good cinematography, you have some issues. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's like, true. Most of the time you go to these these locations that all you have to do is point a camera somewhere and it uh, looks amazing. But, uh, yeah, it was good. All right, so that's one. Two is The Sound of Metal, which is out on Amazon now. And this is about uh, a guy in a in a thrash metal band or a, or whatever he's a part of an act with his girlfriend who sings and he loses his hearing like right away we start off him playing drums and then boom he's like losing his hearing um and it's basically about him learning to come to grips with it and we won't get in the ending because i haven't seen the ending so but up to this point it's fucking awesome yeah he's an addict also so when this uh, happens, it kind of triggers, you know, him like wanting to like use again uh, and destroy his life. And somehow he finds a rehab that's also for deaf people. So he actually it goes there and it's just about his therapy and learning how to cope with his disability now uh, and changing his whole life. Um, I thought this movie was awesome. I feel like they should have told us exactly why he lost his hearing. But I, you know, when I was thinking about it after I finished the movie, I was like, they probably didn't say it because all of a sudden people would be like, that's bullshit. That doesn't happen. When you just say, oh, he just lost his hearing. Like you just set the movie up. You don't have to know why. You just get, you get the feeling that it's because of the music that he was playing. Yeah. I don't think it's far fetched that a drummer Lose, could lose their hearing from from something like that. Yeah, um, but Riz Ahmed was fucking so good. He's yeah. get, getting like nominations now, which is he should. He's definitely should get an Oscar nomination. Um, yeah, unfortunately, you haven't gotten to like the fucking meat of the whole thing at the very end, the last thirty minutes. A lot of shit goes down, so I don't want to talk about it. But well, uh, you shouldn't talk about it anyway. Like we're just giving recommendations on it. Okay. But this is definitely high recommended. This is one of my favorite movies this year. This will definitely be in my top movie of the year. Uh 
category or list. Best movies of the year, the best uh, year and, and a quarter movie. Well, this technically came out in 2020. Are you sure about that? Yeah, well, yeah, because it's being nominated with, yes, technically. Well, yeah, but there's, no, okay. We did the release. It's, we're going to call it a year and a quarter. Okay, year and a quarter. Sounds great. Um, I definitely highly recommend this. Uh, there's another movie that I did in Syracuse, which is basically the same premise. Except oh, really? Not that he's, well, not, we went there to do that movie, and then we actually pivoted to something else. But it's on Hulu now. It's called The Ultimate Playlist of Noise. And that movie, I haven't even watched it yet, but it's about this kid who, like, has a brain tumor and like he has to have surgery. So like once he has the surgery, he's going to lose his hearing. So he goes on this road trip and like records like his favorite sounds to a playlist so he can tell people this is what he loves to hear when he's deaf. Uh, um, but anyway, I haven't seen it, but definitely sound of metal. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait for you to see the whole thing so we can actually talk about it. I- I can't wait for you to stop bringing that up. <laughs> We're trying to do a podcast about, you know. Yeah, I know. I'm kidding. By the way, did you know Gary Busey has a show on uh, Amazon called no. Pet Judge? Oh, I saw a trailer for it like a long time ago, but I didn't, I didn't know. No. Six episodes, 20 minute episodes. I am watching this thing. It's going to be amazing. Um, I just found out this today. All right. So speaking of Wait, movies, it, it, it's already out. Yeah, you can watch all the episodes on Amazon Prime. I'm, I'm, oh, watching, okay. I'm watching that this weekend. It's gonna be amazing. Um, all right. So Golden Globes. Speaking about movies, Golden Globes came out. I'm gonna. We'll run down like the main categories. We're not gonna do the whole thing. We'll get your opinion. Big controversy. The big controversy that came out. I don't understand. Let me just say, say this. Every year, the Golden Globes has these controversies. And it's because the Golden Globes are fucking bullshit. They make these comedy, like, this section of comedy to, like, basically use that section to, like, award stupid movies or movies <laughs> that never get nominated for anything else. Now... The big controversy is Emily in Paris got nominated and um, I May Destroy You got snubbed. And the woman who writes for Emily in Paris went online and did this whole essay and said, like, she thinks this is the best movie of all time or the best show of all time. And she's like, I can't believe my show is nominated. I thank everyone for nominating it. But there's so many better shows, including that one. Um but, uh, you know, this is what happens with this. People get snubbed, and then the Emmys come around, and they it corrects itself. And, you know, I May Destroy You is going to win all the Emmys just because of this. Um, and that bothers you? No, I liked I May Destroy You. I thought it was a great show. Because that was number two on my list of best shows of the year. Yeah. All right, so let's just talk about... None of the movies we talked about were on the list for best motion picture trauma. No. Um, what do you think of the the host that you saw? They're going to host it with Tina Fey in New York and Amy Poehler in California. Yeah. That's going to be great. Yeah. I love both of them. All right. Let's go. All right. Best motion picture trauma was The Father. Didn't see it. I don't even know anything about The Father. I, I just know that it has Anthony Hopkins from looking at uh, nominations. Yeah. Uh, what, what is it? I have no clue. <laughs> Where do you see it? I'm with you. I don't know. No clue. Don't even, I didn't even get a screener of it. So, uh, Mank, uh, which we talked about. Nomadland. That definitely is a, that's on the top movies of the year for sure. Uh, so, so you saw it? Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. Okay. Promising Young Woman. We, we discussed that. Yep. And the trial of the Chicago Seven. We discussed that. Um, you just said none of them we discussed. We discussed three of the five. 
Yeah, we discussed these except for the father. All right. Um, should I stay in the drama category? Well, what do you think of those? Let's just talk about that real quick. What do you think of those nominations? Like, what wins? What do you think? You know, it's it's a pretty sad state of movies. Uh, right. I, I think uh, Nomadland will probably win. Okay. Um, I don't know. Like, none of those movies were great. I don't know what to tell you. I know they all they're all very flawed. Um, um, but you'll like Nomadland. It was good. Um, when you look at a movie, so like, right, when you look at a movie like Mank versus Promising Young Woman and Trial of Chicago 7, you're like, that's not even the same universe. Like, <laughs> How do you like... One of those is like, a, like, and like, I'm not saying that Mank is my favorite movie or anything or that all epic dramas should be nominated, but there's a lot that went into Mank. You know, I mean, those other ones are, they're neat and tidy, you know, like where they are. They're like, um, you know, when you think of your best picture, like Mank has cinematography, it's got like fantastic acting. It's like a very surgically made movie. Um, now that doesn't make it the best movie. Sometimes the simplest ones can be, but when you look at the trial, the Chicago seven, it's a pretty, I mean, it's, it's like a glorified TV movie. Yeah, I was just about to say it's more like a TV movie, yeah. And I enjoyed it. Like, I may have even enjoyed it more than I enjoyed Bank. I can't even tell you because they're, you know, but they're, they're, it's like, you know, I don't want to get in trouble, but like a few years ago when they wanted to nominate like Lady Bird for Best Director over like the fucking Revenant or whatever, and you're like, dude, one one guy almost killed himself, like, you know, in like up. And you, like, had, you had like one of the best actresses in Hollywood. So, I don't know. I mean, whatever. I'm not like mad at it, but it's just to me that's like two different worlds, you know. So, um, I don't know. I don't know what what should be on here because I can't tell you anything that I loved enough to say that that should be there. Um. But I certainly, there's a few movies I'm glad aren't on there that I was afraid were going to be there. I'll just say that. Okay. They'll come up. All right. Well, let's, uh, we'll stay in the drama category and we'll say this is the best right. actor for motion picture drama. Riz Ahmed, who we talked about. Yep. Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which I do not get that movie. Oh, I didn't see it. It's 80 minutes and has no point. Um, okay. It's a play. I guess it was a play, but when you make a play into a movie, let's not make it a play as a movie. I'm sorry. Um, hey, we'll, get, we'll get to a yeah, play. Yeah, we'll get there in a minute. Which is ridiculous. Anthony Hopkins, the father, Gary Oldman, Mank, and Tamar Rahim, Tahar Rahim from Moratorium, which I haven't seen yet. I'm, I actually like was about to watch it, but I fell asleep. Um, it's with Jodie Foster and Benedict Cumberbatch about the 9-11 uh, recruiter that is on trial. Uh, oh, okay. So what do you think? Uh, all, all I've seen is the Mank and the Sound of Metal, and yeah. I'm good with those two guys for sure. I don't know who I'd put in ahead of them. Um, who do I not see? Again, I like Tom Hanks, but in uh, – you know, I, I maybe I'm the only one. Um, I feel like I don't, know. I don't know. Well, yeah, I think the, I think Jack Bozeman wins. I think that they want to do that, but I didn't see. I mean, I'm not saying he shouldn't be nominated. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I don't. Actually, this uh, Chadwick Bozeman in that movie is it's kind of hard to watch because he's like really skinny, and then you know that this is his last movie, so he must have been going through some shit. Right, uh, right, right. That's, it's tough. Uh, okay. Best actress in a motion picture drama: Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Audrey Day, Audrey Day is United States versus Billie Holiday. Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman. Vanessa or Frances McDormand, no, Nomad Land, and Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. I think Frances McDormand's probably going to win. Okay. 
Um, yeah, I've only I've only seen Carrie Mulligan. I feel like if Viola Davis is in a movie, it's automatic. She's like, she's at like Meryl Streep level, where she's going to get nominated no matter what. All right, she could have been in fucking Cats, and she'd have been nominated. Exactly. All right, best I haven't seen Viola Davis, so I don't know if she should be there or not. Go ahead. Right, most go ahead. Your musical comedy, Borat. Can't believe this is nominated. That's fine. Why? Because it shouldn't be nominated for a, a movie. Why? It's not even a real movie. What are you talking about? Of course it's a real movie. It's a skit. It's Here's one saying, long skit. Dude, you know how much harder it is to do what they're doing than like regular comedy? To stay in character and do this? I love that I was nominated. Go. I'm, I, I think I'm, I'm not rooting for it. But it, it, I, I have no problem with that. Go ahead. Hamilton. All we did was film a fucking stage show and it wins a Golden Globe nomination. I can't lie. My SAG, because I was on the SAG nominating committee for TV. And it was, I was on the TV and I definitely voted for at least one of the, one of the cast for best actor in a limited series. Well, he got nominated. Uh, Music? No, I didn't. uh, No, he didn't. The one I voted for didn't. Um, Okay. so music is Sia's uh, movie. Um, yeah, I didn't know this until I looked that up, and I saw the trailer because I was like, well, "I guess the trailer looks really good." It's got thirty percent Rotten Tomatoes, and it got nominated. Just, I know, but but I'm just saying the trailer looks good. I haven't seen it. Prom and Springs, and the Prom. Prom should not be nominated. Did you see that? Yeah. Uh, you can. You could. You could put me in front of a firing squad. You could have put me at the Capitol and they could have been rushing in and said, you better watch the prom and we'll stop. And I'd have been like, nope. The prom is like going. Shallow, a shallow movie. Like it doesn't have any depth to it. Uh, it's if, I, if, if I see Golden Globe Award nominee James Corden, I'm out. You know what I mean? Like I'm, it, it, if that's, the, if that's the selling point, if that's the selling point, I'm out. If James Corden is above the marquee, no, thank you. <laughs> valid, valid point. Um, all right, Sasha Baron, best actor in a motion picture comedy, Sasha Baron Cohen. Your boy James Corden. Wait, Lynn yeah. Uh huh. There you go. All the personal history of David Copperfield, which I saw and I really liked that. Okay. Directed by the guy who did Veep. He like created this whole. It was it was good, and Palm Springs. Andy Samberg, who is the best in that movie. Yeah, it was great. I'm all, Palm, I'm all in on Palm Springs. You can count me as a guy who who was rooting for that and everything. And best actress in a motion picture comedy, Maria Baklava. I know that's not how you say her name. Doesn't matter. You got it. Kate Hudson, music. Michelle Pfeiffer, French Exit. Rosamund Pike, I care a lot, and Anna Taylor Joy for Emma. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I don't even know what any of that shit is. It's crazy. It's crazy to like be here, like announcing awards. I'm like, I don't even know what any of that shit is, and not caring. I think Probably should, a nice thing. We should just do movies this week because it's going to be long. All right, so best supporting actor in a motion picture. So they do this as a combined thing. Um, Oh, you're talking about with, with this, just doing movies? Okay, I'm fine with that. Um, best Supporting Actor in a Motion Picture. They combine music and dramas. Sasha Baron Cohen for Trial of the Chicago 7. Daniel Kalua, Kaluuya, which Judas and the Black Messiah. I can't wait. Did you see that yet? No, that not- trailer, is, I, so I talked to someone today who saw it. And he said the trailer is better than the movie, but that trailer is fucking good. That looked to me, if that trailer is anything like that movie, that'd be the best movie of the year. That's the guy from Get Out. Um, the lead in Get Out. But yeah, I can't wait to see that movie. Uh, Jared Leto, The Little Things. Bill Murray, On the Rocks. Didn't see On the Rocks. Oh, you didn't? Here one night in Miami. So there's, there's so many crocs of shit in this whole, like this whole category. So, like, Sasha Baron Cohen is the most likable guy in the Trial of Chicago 7. But I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know. 
Uh, Jared Leto, he was good in, in little things. I get it. I'm okay with that. Um, Bill Murray on the Rocks. Th- that movie and that role was made for just this. Best performance by an actor supporting role. Like, it's like totally set up for, that's the whole purpose of this movie is for him to be, because there's nothing else about that movie that is really that appealing other than just him doing Bill Murray shit. And uh, it's so hard because you want to love that movie. I was talking to a friend of mine who saw it. One, the one guy listened to our podcast and he's like, I so wanted this to be good. Like I was so, it just never really wanted to be good. Um, and then Leslie Odom Jr. One Night in Miami I don't know. Yeah, we talked about this, you know, last week, and he—I don't know—he really goes for it. I'll just say that um, he does really go for it. All right, keep going. What's next? Best supporting actress in a motion picture: Glenn Close, Hillbilly Elegy. Which never is see. I'll never see. That. I haven't seen it, but it's also got a terrible rating, and like no one, everyone hated the movie. Uh, Olivia Coleman, The Father. Sure. Jodie Foster, the Mauritanian, uh, Amanda Siegfried Mank, and Helena Zengel in News of the World. Yep. Uh, I don't know. I have no opinion of who's going to win. Oh, I like Amanda Siegfried so much. I, I, I hope she wins. I just thought she was awesome. Uh, all right, so go ahead. What else we got? Uh, best director. We'll do best director and best screenplay. Best director uh, is Emerald Fennell, Promising Young Woman, David Fincher, Mank, Regina King, One Night in Miami, Aaron Sorkin, The Trial of Chicago 7, Chloe Zhao's Nomadland. I'm pretty sure Chloe Zhao is going to win. Okay. Well, again, when you look at, like, I've seen four of those five movies. I mean, you look at, this is where I came up with my theory earlier. When you look at Mank compared to, like, One Night in Miami, when I Miami takes place in two, two locations with four actors talking, Mank takes place like over like thirty like thirty years and like you know, um, I mean, good. I mean, good for everybody. I'm not you know, but um, anyway. Um, all right, best screenplay. Uh, best screenplay: Emerald Fennell, Promising Young Woman. That was a very good screenplay. Jack Fincher for Mank. Aaron Sorkin, Trial of the Chicago 7. Which, you know, everyone loves Aaron Sorkin's writing. Florian Zeller and Christopher Hampton for The Father. And Chloe Zhao, Nomadland. I wouldn't say Nomadland is an amazing script. Right. I think they got out there and they like figured out how to make a movie with people that were actually nomads. And then just, I don't know. It, it had, obviously it had good bones, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I don't know if I, what I, what I think about this movie or this category, I guess probably well, would be up there. Cause it's got a lot of buzz. Yeah. Um, Here's what you got, right? You're right with Sorkin. Everyone loves Sorkin, so they'd love to get him and give him that award. Emerald Fennel, that is kind of like the cool story. It's her first script. She wrote and directed it. She's like an actress in The Crown. It's like, that's a cool story. That's usually who, who would win that. But Jack Fincher is David Fincher's father uh, who passed away and had originally written Mank, and this was like an opus taken from what his dad had written. And so I think that sentimental story, I mean, this is Oscar shit more than his Golden Globe shit we're talking about. But I think that that gives Mank, a, you know, like people would probably go that way. Yeah. Um, I'm just, just going to well, go just go over the TV series and not it, like the individual things. Okay. Um, best TV series comedy, Emily in Paris. This was the controversy. Mm-hmm. Flight Attendant, The Great, Schitt's Creek, Ted Lasso. I mean, Schitt's Creek is going to win this. It's definitely a big favorite. Uh, sure. I like The Great a lot, though. Um, best TV series drama, 
The Crown, Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country, The Mandalorian, Ozark, and Ratchet. Like, is Ratchet any good? Has anyone seen that? I don't know. I don't know. My mom said she wasn't that good, and I don't. I don't need. I don't know what that means. But she didn't I've kind of given up on um, what's his name, Ryan uh, Murphy. Ryan, yeah. He's just. It's kind of the same thing over. Like Hollywood was the last straw for me and him. Um, and um, then limited series, uh, normal people. I saw that. I just saw the first couple episodes of that. It was all right. Small acts. It's, it's way better than all right. But okay, keep going. Well, I'm I'm only saw the first two episodes. The Queen's Gambit, The Undoing, and or Unorthodox. I I liked Unorthodox and Queen's Gambit. I haven't seen Small Axe or Undoing. I have not seen Unorthodox, but I've seen the rest. Um, what are your thoughts? The, the third episode of Small Axe was the first three episodes of Small Axe are really freaking good. Um, those are movies. Yeah. So. I think the Queen's Gambit probably wins. Everybody loved it. The Undoing is like a weird one. That's such a Golden Globesy thing because, like, I loved the I loved the Undoing. Like, it was fun, but it's certainly I not. Globes like loves Nicole Kidman, so they have to figure out a way to like get her in the balls. Yeah. Um, real quick, while you're doing this, I'm just gonna the same categories for SAG. This is their best films. The Five Bloods, Minari, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, One Night in Chicago, and The Trial of Chicago 7. Minari was really good. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I've heard I've heard nothing but good things about that mm-hmm. movie. It's just like a a very touching story. But that's so sad to have the have to Five like, Bloods and One Night in Miami. It's not going like to blow your mind when you watch it, but it's just very well put together and a very sweet like nice story of a family. So when you look at that versus the other four movies, is there any like <clears throat> you're so unimpressed by the Golden Globes? Imagine, look at this, this like can you imagine going back and be like, wow, that really was the best movie that year of any of these movies? No, there's been no good movie. I mean, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, I don't understand. What this okay. is, I mean, I guess it's the Chadwick Boseman thing. I don't know. Yeah. Um, wow. so but, but uh, best best actress Amy Adams for Hillbilly Elegy, Ma Rainey's Viola Davis, Nessa Curry, Piece of Woman, Francis Dorman, Nomad Land, Carrie Mulligan, Promising Young Women. We kind of did that. Actor Riz Ahmed, Chadwick Boseman, Anthony Hopkins, Gary Oldman, and Stephen Yun for Minari. Uh, Gary actress Oldman. Gary, Gary Oldman's not nominated for a Golden Globe, is he? Yeah, he was. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, comedy, mm-hmm. uh, Maria Baklova, Glenn Close, Olivia Coleman, Yu Jung Yoon, Minari, and Helena Zengel for News of the World. And supporting, Sasha Baron Cohen, Chuck Bozeman, Daniel Kaluuya, Jared Leto, and Leslie Owen Jr. That's exactly the same. Their best TV, because I was on the TV committee, I only voted for like at the most one in each category, which I I stand by. That makes me feel cool. I'm <laughs> punk rock. Uh, Better Call Saul, Bridgerton, Crown, Lovecraft Country, Ozark. Um, and then comedy, Dead to Me, Flight Attendant, The Great, Shit's Creek, and Ted Lasso. So it's the same. A lot of the same stuff. So word shows getting it wrong. Who knew? Yeah. What's a new thing? All right. So, uh, switching topics. Uh, it's so funny because I used to hate people who complained about, like, that the Academy and everyone who makes awards, like, sucks and doesn't know what they're talking about. And I'm like, I was always like, yeah. And I'd be like, screw you guys. Titanic is awesome. But I get it now. Uh, all right. I'm, I'm a jaded guy. Super Bowl bets. We have a lot of bets that I like. Um, you have a shit ton of bets. I think we should just go over like a couple that you like, uh, and then we'll post like what we actually bet on. Uh, okay. Because like, there's a lot of shit. Yeah. 
I wanted to just say that I think we should bet Daryl Williams again to score at plus 190 because um, he will score. And uh, we should get in on that. We bet that last time and it won. I think we should double down and bet it again. All right. Well, I'm going to say more entertaining than that. Um, the first one I have is Tom Brady over a half rushing yards at plus 140. If he just scrambles for uh, out Dude, of his- If it's fourth and one and he does a QB sneak, you're in. But here's, exactly. a, here's, a, here's what they're betting on, though, is that if the Bucks win, a he'll get a half yard. Then he'll he'll get he'll lose a yard the way that, um, but also sacks count as a loss, rushing. No sacks don't, but when you kneel down, it does. Because remember last year we lost everybody lost on Mahomes' rushing yard because he ran back twenty yards. Yeah, that's kind of why I wanted to bring it up. Um, what else was an interesting one? One I I think I love again in the QB rushing category. Is Mahomes over ten and a half longest rush? I was listening to those guys uh, on the betting podcast, and they're like, "This is a way better bet than over rushing yards on Mahomes because you only need one play where he's scrambling and he gets over ten yards." I like it. I like that a lot. Um, what else? You can bet. Um, will field goal hit the upright? That plays out like um, like six to one. <laughs> okay. Will Gronk catch a pass before break? Hmm. I know. I like it. Um, what else is an interesting one? Um, first penalty of the game um, holding, either offensive or defensive, is plus 250. If it's just, we just want to take offensive, it's four to one. Okay. I like that. Um, again, looking more for interesting. Um, All right, so let me jump in while you're looking. Yeah, go ahead. I like total TD yardage by both teams over 101.5 at minus, five, minus 115. Okay. That might fall into a later bet when, when, when I when I get to the last category. But, yeah, all right, I like that. And what about this? Kelsey to score and KC win, plus 140. I love that. I know. Like, what the hell? I had Kelsey to score a first half touchdown like plus 150. Like yeah, I'm doing better. I feel like we should put, like, seven grand on that. <laughs> um. That seems like a lock to me. I don't know. Well, that's like you can bet Mahomes uh, over 400 yards and win is plus 750. 400 yards is a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot. Um, I, I, uh, I like Godwin over seven receptions or seven. See, I, I think I'm out on Godwin. Plus 150. Lose money on that guy every week. Dude, yeah. but he gets, like, all these slants. He's going to have more than seven catches. Um, I don't know. Um, we did this last year. The Chiefs to score in all four quarters is plus 130. How about this one? Chiefs to score to score first 20 points, plus 130. Ooh. Okay. All right. Um, so, like, first team to 20 you know? Yeah, I like it. Um, Kelsey, two TDs is plus 325. Just so you know. Um, I like Kelsey first catch over 10 and a half yards. There's also Gronk first catch over 10 and a half yards. I like both of those. Those guys don't catch six-yard passes. Sure. You know? Well, uh, Gronk more. Yeah, I, I trust Gronk to catch uh, his catches to be over ten yards. Right, 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 right. Because he doesn't. Um, they don't like put him out to get banged up. 
Like you just like, they got to get him out into some space. What about betting that the opening kickoff will be a touched back by each team? It's like, it. I mean, the odds are like minus 250 each way, but I think it's worth it. Is there any chance that the first kick isn't that somebody runs the kick out? Mm, that's a tough one because okay. everyone's all fired up, you know, for the Super Bowl. They want to like kick it off. They do weird shit during the Super Bowl. All right. I'm going to get into um... shortest TD, by the way. Uh, one and a half is minus 170. I still think we should bet a lot. I know. Okay. All right. Um, well, like, I guess, like, uh, um, I'll get out of regular. We get out of regular bets and get into some fun shit. Um, jet, the, so the over under on uh, the anthem is Jasmine Sullivan. Do we know who that is? No. It's one seventeen and a half seconds. Now, cousin Sal said it was like a duet, so he's like, I think that they're going to just try to be like one up each other. I think we're going to stay out of the game. We didn't do it last year. I think we're going to stay out again this year, but I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, this I thought was really good. You can bet on which quarterback they'll show first during the anthem and which coach they'll show first during the anthem. So will they show Andy Reid or will they show um, fucking um, Arians first? Definitely Andy Reid. Right. Uh, and then we show Brady or Mahomes first. Mahomes, they won the Super Bowl last year. So, all right. Well, if you like that, because Mahomes is plus money, everyone thinks it's going to be Brady. No, they they won the Super Bowl. They're going to be like defending champions, you know, and they're going to show that during the but during the national anthem. That's what it is. It's not who they're going to show first. It's who they're going to show first in the national anthem. Mahomes. Okay. Uh, the last group, these were the um, – oh, um, I'm just going to give you my, my favorite cross bets, and then, and then I'll leave it alone and we can, you know, we can talk about whatever else you, you got. Uh, my favorite cross bet so far, uh, I'm going to start with uh, Man City goals um, minus a half versus first quarter field goals. I really like that bet. Um, uh, I like, um, let's see, uh, Jalen Brown assists, uh, minus a half over Brady touchdowns, right? Like if, if Jalen Brown has like four assists, we're pretty good. You know, um, this is, this is the first one that I got that, uh, Jokic points and rebounds plus a half point. Over the distance of the law of of the first field goal, they're playing the Kings. Just so you know, I like what I like. But, yeah, so Jokic, you know, if he goes like thirty and ten, it's probably roughly where he's going to average around, right? Probably twenty and you know. So, first field goal as long as yeah. Anyway, um, and then this uh, the Net Sixers. Uh, plus 37 and a half over um, Brady passing yards. Now, the, the, the Nets just scored 188 in a game last, you know, this week. Right. Sixers have high-powered offense. You got to think that there's a good chance that's going over 300. I'm just saying, I don't know if I love it, but you're getting 37 and a half. I like it. Uh, the last one, this is for you, buddy. Chris Paul free throws minus a half versus Brady rushing attempts. I mean, obviously that's Chris Paul. Right. So those are my favorite uh, crossbit props. Yeah. You like most of them. That's that's a lock. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I got to write. The thing that sucks is I got to write this all out for you on an email. It's like so hard. (laughs) Uh, I'll give you two bets that I like, and then we can call it. Okay. Um, Chiefs. I don't. For some reason, I didn't write down what the uh, the percentage was. Chiefs first half minus two and a half. That's like my favorite bet of the whole thing. Oh really? Okay. Because the Bucks come out pretty. I'm trying. To, I don't know. Okay. 
like the that. Chiefs usually the Chiefs usually Chiefs have a great actually I'm with you because the Chiefs have like a penchant for a great second quarter, right? Everything, all my bets uh, all involve the Chiefs doing shit in the second quarter. So I, I get you. Okay. All right. What's the next one? First to score, Mike Evans at plus one thousand. I'm into that. I can get into that. Um, and then Pat Mahomes three TDs is plus three hundred. Yeah, I've got that down too. So it looks like we're definitely betting that. Um, <laughs> I like it. Uh, yeah, this is good. Um, and obviously, Mahomes MVP is even. Got to take that, I think. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll, talk, uh, we'll go through all of ours and then we'll figure it out and we'll post it. Yes. Um, and um, there was one other thing to do with all this. Like, uh, I guess I won't remember. Um, well, we'll figure it out. Um, oh, cousin Sal is betting unders on everything. And he's like, I'm going to have the worst time, but I'm going to make a lot of money. Okay. So they were think they were thinking of funding this, and I wish that we had more money because I would I would suggest doing it too. We just bet unders on everything, and you're guaranteed to win because everybody bets over on everything. So your odds are good on unders on everything. Like you're going to lose like a, a couple, but if you were going to bet under on like everything, like so I start looking like you know like is is Leonard Fournette really going to get 75 yards? Probably not. Take the under on that. You know, he'll probably score. I like him to score it even, but I don't yeah. like him getting 75 yards. Uh, so I don't want to do, I don't know if I want to do it, but every year we always talk about this. That if you bet all the unders, you're probably going to win. Um, so there was that. Uh, last thing is, you know, because we're going to watch the Super Bowl at my place and I, I got a new outdoor heater and I bought a, Tell me if this has ever happened. I bought a TV stand for outside and it was supposed to come yesterday and it never came. So I looked at my Amazon account and they're like, oh yeah, we, um, we left that at the post office. So you have to go pick it up. And I was like, okay. They didn't even give me the address of the post office. They just said the Santa Monica one. So like I had to call UPS or USPS and they were like, oh, it's on seventh street, which is like four miles from here. So I went, I went there today. I get there and the lady's like, yeah, we don't have it here. It, it, uh, it says that because you didn't pick it up yesterday, that it went out for delivery again. But if I look at you, like, there's no record of that on my, you know, it just says delivered. So I called Amazon. I'm like, look, man, I need this thing by Saturday night. And they were like, uh, well, we can't really help you until four o'clock tomorrow. I'm like, I know, but I need to buy it. You know. So now I got to buy a second one. It's the worst. So you're going to go to Best Buy? No, I'm going to buy a second one from them and I'm going to send send it back. Send back the first one when it comes, if it ever comes. Why don't you just go to the store and get it? It'll be so much quicker. Damn. I don't even know if they sell it there. Dude, they no, look s- it up. Just go to Best Buy. You'll be fine. All right. Well, thanks for the advice. I was just wondering if you ever had a problem like that with Amazon. It's really weird. No. I, I, I blame Trump. I blame Trump because the uh, post office is all banged up now. You see that they removed that Marjorie Green from all of her things? Yeah. What a wreck. It's kind of hard to. It's I, I just don't understand how you how you stick up for that part. Like, I was actually fascinated really by it, and I, I wanted to see her speech because I saw that she's she was like nine eleven definitely happened. Like she was going through all the things that she said, um, and like saying that she like you know made a mistake by saying them. I'm like, sorry, your action your actions come with consequences. So I was just going to say that, right? That's the biggest problem in the world right now. There's no consequences. You go online and you can spout that bullshit all you want, and there's no consequences. Apparently, like, you know, not to get, but these Republicans don't think there are consequences either. That's what's so great with, with, like, what Dominion did with the voting machines, how they went and, like, fucking, like, are suing everybody. So did you see, like, on your, on your, 
your OAN jam or whatever. The other day they had on Mike Lindell, the pillow guy. You have to watch that clip. Yeah. Like he was on and, and they're like, so what's it like to be banned from social media? And he's like, let me tell you, I, I'm banned. I don't care that they banned me because here's the deal. This election was stolen and it was stolen by uh, whatever the voting company is, you know, and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We've yeah. already proven that hasn't happened. You can't say that here, you know, and he wouldn't stop. So they like walked off the show. The guy walked off the show in the middle of the interview. Oh, it's so funny. He's such a crackhead. Like, uh, anyway, that was a really funny Saturday Night Live thing when they made fun of him. Yeah. See, it's all funny. Uh, anyway, yes, I saw that they did that to her. Um, but yes, there needs to be consequences for when people say stupid shit and do stupid shit. But well, yeah, that's why I'm not a Republican. I was talking about it. I'm fucking tired. 